podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Charles back here again. Team selector time once again. Manchester City away tomorrow evening in the Premier League. This is a huge step up in quality given the the type of teams Chelsea have been facing in recent weeks. I know, of course, we did face Liverpool. We're battered by them. We face them again next weekend. Uh, but if you think about at least the last three games, this is a, a massive jump and particularly a massive jump from Monday. And that's where some of the concerns naturally will come from Chelsea fans, given some of the frustrations we had from that Crystal Palace performance, even though the result was positive. And I think that the the big thing for me is whether Chelsea can replicate all of the positive things they did against Man City in the first game. Now, of course, it's been several months. There are some key players within that particular fixture who aren't available for Chelsea going into this game. And of course, it's away from home and it's at a ground where Chelsea have been absolutely dreadful and we've been easily swatted away by Man City a number of times now. So you don't have that Stamford Bridge crowd. And I would suspect that Guardiola maybe is not going to make the same mistake twice with some of the ways he set up Man City. But then maybe he he will because the strength of Man City, the, the balance, the, the cost-benefit analysis for him will be that I've got an amazing attack. I need to win this game. I'm going to go against Chelsea's defence, which does concede goals, and hope that compared to what happened in November, they come out with the three points. So I think that's what makes this quite an intriguing game because the way Chelsea could exploit Man City could make it more of an exciting evening than some Chelsea fans, I'm sure, fear. It's going to turn into quite a one-sided affair. Starting off with Pochettino's press conference, we naturally know now you, you go into every presser expecting some form of bad injury news. And actually, it was a surprising one. Uh, I, I thought we were going to learn that both Levi Colwell and, and Malo Gosto were out. We actually found out that neither of them are injured for this game. They're, they both came out of Palace uh, fine, which was a little bit of a concern, particularly Gusto, because he got subbed early, didn't he? We know Thiago Silva was likely going to be out for this game as well. But Carney Chukameka has unfortunately twisted his ankle. It's just such a shame because he hasn't really got going properly since he returned from injury. I don't even think he started a game since he returned from injury. So the hope is for him, it's only a slight thing that he can recover from. But you, you never want to sort of feel that confident that a player will return quickly for Chelsea. But th that is just the reality. And maybe by this time next week, we will have a, a cleaner bill of health going into that Carabao Cup final. Man City, obviously, it, the... the Despite some of their flaws, I, I think one of the most interesting stats I picked out for this game is that they've only kept like nine clean sheets so far this season. That defence hasn't been as watertight as it has been in recent years. But there is no two ways about it. I, I still think Man City are going to win the Premier League title. I think they are favourites or close to it for the Champions League. I think probably them and Real Madrid based on quality. Um, and that would make a, an amazing final. It really would. And, you know, they're still in the FA Cup. So I think that for them there, that'll be another obstacle and hurdle to overcome. They just get going at this period of the season. This is the thing that kind of gave me optimism when we faced them back in November is you kind of want to face City earlier in the season because they reach this point in the season where their muscle memory kicks in. They start winning games consistently. They churn them out week in, week out. And when you factor in that they have won their last 11 games in all competitions in a row six of those being in the Premier League it really does tell you how absolutely 
dominating Pep Guardiola's team. I was trying to think the right objective, but it, it truly is just, it's frightening how much of a machine they are and how regular they're able to to come in and out of form and, and not get panicked by early setbacks they have. And I know, you know, Liverpool, the Klopp narrative and the quality of, of, of Liverpool, we know that. Arsenal, of course, have actually done quite well since Christmas because they had a bit of a wobble and there was some concern that maybe they were going to really fall away, fall away in the, the title of race. They've been able to come back and get some big results of their own. But I still think City are the team that are going to be going all the way. And I think that that's what makes tomorrow night a really daunting task for Chelsea because even if Chelsea put a decent foot forward and it isn't anywhere close to what we saw against Liverpool... You've got some ridiculous players, like cheat code players. Erling Haaland, we know the quality of him. Uh, Bernardo Silva, I still think at times goes under the radar for how absolutely extraordinary he is as a talent. Like his technique, his decision-making, his influence. Kevin De Bruyne has returned from injury and looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Um, all around that team, Alvarez, Doku, it just goes on and on. The the quality that Rodri has from the base of midfield, you just go on and on. Phil Foden, who actually had, I think, a good performance against Chelsea, even though he didn't score in the, in the first game. There's just so many threats, and you look across the Man City team, and you just see brilliance, particularly in the, in the final third. And, and at times, Pep has played a quite a lopsided formation this year, but when you've got the quality at his disposal, I think a lot of coaches would like to do that because of just a ridiculous squad depth he has as well so that's what makes it so intimidating like there's as much as Chelsea we will talk about Chelsea's strategy and what they can and can't do Chelsea have gone to the Etihad before and put out an all right performance but then Kevin De Bruyne just picks up the ball and smashes it in the top corner and that's the reality of tomorrow and I think has to be the reality in the the frame of reference that Chelsea fans have to go into this by, I'm not saying that Chelsea losing tomorrow is acceptable, isn't going to make me upset, isn't going to make me disappointed, because of course it will. But I think it comes down to the manner, right? I will take Chelsea not winning tomorrow, but it can't be another Liverpool demolition. It can't be another Wolves. It can't be a game that offers us absolutely nothing to sink our teeth into. But my encouragement comes from the players available. My encouragement comes from what we did against Man City last time. Now, partly it was due to Pep Guardiola. He's he's played this wide back three. They've got Vardy Alwin. You know, you've got Diaz. Sometimes Carl Walker will play as, as a sort of a right centre-back as well. He's done that a lot in his career as well. And really, you know, Nathan Ake as well has, has proven to be a really good player. And Chelsea found an ability with that wide back three and because it was quite lopsided for Man City with them committing a lot of men forward that we were able to press them very intensely. The same has to happen again. Chelsea have to be really at the throats of Man City. We have to stifle any chance of them playing through us. Have to be active, have to be engaged, have to be alert. The team has to play as a collective. It can be nowhere close to the disparity and gaps we have seen in recent weeks because the game will, if, if Chelsea play anywhere close to as bad and as aimless as they did against Crystal Palace, the game's done at half time. It is. It's likely done at half time. We just have to face that reality. So it has to be a significantly better performance. If Chelsea perform like they did against Aston Villa, I think we've got a chance tomorrow. I really do. Because in that first game against Man City, we Raheem Sterling had one of his best performances in a Chelsea shirt against his former club. The way he went up against Carl Walker, he gave Carl Walker a tougher game than the majority of players in world football can. And that's what's the frustrating thing about Sterling is he's got that quality on one game, but he doesn't do it consistently enough. 
we know the, the quality of Cole Palmer. Nicholas Jackson had one of his better performances for Chelsea. Conor Gallagher was absolutely essential. But I think the big two questions for Pochettino going into this game is at both ends of the pitch. One is Robert Sanchez is actually available. I don't think he comes back into the team, but there is quite a debate here because, or at least a discussion to be had, because part of the reason Chelsea were so effective, especially when they built up in possession against Man City the first time, is because uh, Sanchez had one of his better games distribution-wise, and that's the quality he has. He, he feels comfortable that he can be pressed, so you're going to press you into your own box, and then you can play through that press and there's space to exploit and, and hit on transition, which Chelsea did pretty repetitively and to good effect against Man City. We know Petrovic, for as much as I praise him, that's not a strength of his game. And especially in a game where you need goalkeepers to be quite nimble and alert and you know, just casual, not casual in a bad way, but comfortable with the ball at their feet. It's probably the right word there. Petrovic doesn't offer you that. But I still think Petrovic is a better goalkeeper. I still think based on performance level, I'm keeping Petrovic over Sanchez because I think that Petrovic will bail you out as we as we have seen with Petrovic. He's more commanding of his box. Sanchez hasn't been like that. I just think if we're, if we're doing pros and cons, I think there's more cons on the Sanchez list for me than than there is for Petrovic and I think the pros outweigh the cons for Petrovic but it does mean that Chelsea have to find other ways of getting through Man City and part of that is playing direct is is making sure that physically we're winning first headers we're winning second balls and and that ball's going to stick in the final third but then also I think maybe this is the time to start Christopher Nkunku they've been so patient and so careful with his minutes but this is really the game I think you start playing him consistently it's a week till the cup final. We need him in, in good fitness before the cup final. And I think it's probably a good trial run in some ways for that cup final of being able to hit a team on transition and whether he can find and exploit those those spaces where Chelsea will, yeah, try and win the ball as high up as they can, but then also try and hit a team on the counter too. Can he find space in between the back three? Can he find himself one-on-one and use that rapid speed and conviction in front of goal that we saw so consistently for Leipzig? Because that's where we're more likely to see the Nkunku of Leipzig in that kind of scenario in these type of games compared to your run-of-the-mill game against Wolves, against Crystal Palace. But I thought him and Jackson and some of the link-up that Nkunku had was really encouraging. So that's kind of my frame of reference when I go into my team. Petrovic in goal... Great to see that Malagosto is ready for this game. So many flowers. And and because Reese James isn't available, Reese James, of course, assisted one of the goals against City last time. He's going to have a big task on his hand, Malagosto, but hopefully he can rise to expectation level because he's going to be playing likely in the cup final the, the following week. The back two, I think, will be Axel Dezassi and Levi Colwell. No Thiago Silva. I hope Silva recovers well, but you know my opinions. I think that it is time to start to transition away from Thiago Silva. But this is a massive test of these two younger defenders, right? And whether they have the capability and the strength to withstand the attack that is Manchester City. It's going to be a massive test, but I think it's it's the right time to do so. And hopefully it can give Chelsea a nice balance in, in defence, especially when we are trying to attack. Ben Chirwell left back. I think the, the relationship he's going to have with... His winger is is so crucial. We've seen it break down in recent weeks and that hasn't helped, I think, his game. But I've, I've seen more of Chilwell getting into the final third and doing things that I'd suspect of him at his best. I think is going to be hopefully impactful for him tomorrow. Enzo and Caicedo didn't have the best first half, but had a lot better second half, second half. So I think they're going to be big for this game. Then the three behind a striker. It's obviously going to be Cole Palmer. He scored last time. 
he is such an influential player. He Even in quieter games, he still does something big. And um, hopefully he has that kind of broad shoulder approach to this where he scored against them at home. Can he score against them away? Can he feel that comfort at the Etihad and play to his full potential? Because it could be a real sign. Like if, if Cole Palmer wins Chelsea the game tomorrow, it's not just like what an incredible moment for Chelsea. Incredible away day. I mean, then it comes into the conversation. You know, it's Cole Palmer signing of the season because of the impact he's had at Chelsea. So he's obviously going to start this game. Then we get into Conor Gallagher. He's got to be playing this game. He scored two last time. Where would you not have him in this team? And also the dual role he played last time against City. He, he is, his energy to press from the front is going to be essential, as is maybe dropping deeper and adding another man in central midfield. And hopefully he continue that goal-scoring run. On the left, I'm going to have Nicholas Jackson. It seemed to me a little bit confused over what we were doing with Jackson, but I feel like in a transition game, once again, Jackson maybe on the left is is more beneficial here. He can find that space that he did against a higher line like Aston Villa played. I think he's going to find similar spaces against City compared to what he did against Crystal Palace. Then up top, Christopher Nkunku. So to see that team, I, I don't know whether you agree, disagree, whether there are players that you think should be starting, but I don't think it's radically different people's starting 11s for this game to be honest because if you look at recent performances if you look at who's played well who's been influential it's trying to keep that consistent and also the injuries in some ways do force your hand so that's my team I mean I I think that it's it's Paul Merson said something where he's like I don't know what Chelsea are going to turn up and I think that's a fair point of view I don't think it's a lazy piece of analysis I could easily see Chelsea get walloped like 4-0 tomorrow night um, and it's another really depressing day. Probably it's all doomsday again, even though people expect that Chelsea are going to get beaten tomorrow and we're all like back to the doom and gloom. What It's the end of the world before the cup final. Or we get a different Chelsea where maybe we still lose, but it's, you know, maybe only like 2-1, maybe it's a 3-2, maybe it's a really exciting, chaotic game, or maybe we get a really controlled Chelsea that can do something else. I mean, that is the wild thing about Chelsea and is annoying for us as fans, but maybe also it's hard for opposition coaches because you you really are, you know, spinning the wheel and you're not quite sure where it's going to land with what Chelsea performance. So I'm hoping that we get either the second chaos, which could mean something good for Chelsea or a really, really good performance, but... You never know this team, and they fluctuate throughout games as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this show. If you're a Chelsea fan and you want more carefree content, please do hit that subscribe button. Really helps the channel out, as well as the like button and sharing it around with friends so more people can get involved in the community. And you can follow Son of Chelsea across socials, at Son of Chelsea on TikTok, on Instagram, and on X. Thank you. Social Podcast Network.